and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Hey, 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 welcome back. This is Denise Walsh. You are listening to Dreamcast, and in this solo episode, we are going to discuss two emotions that inevitably lead to self-sabotage. And what's interesting about these emotions is that when you can like identify them, capture them, and do something different, you can create new thought habits, new action patterns to handle these emotions differently. But what happens is that oftentimes we experience these emotions, and I will tell you what they are in just a minute, and we have some automatic thought habits, automatic thought um, action patterns that we just kind of go to when we're experiencing these emotions, which is why you can catch it in the action stage, right? Or you can catch it in the emotion stage. And I think if we can catch it in the emotion stage, we have a much greater propensity to actually make a change because it hasn't yet led to the destructive or self-sabotaging habit. So let's talk about these emotions. The first one is stress. Stress, stress, stress. Chronic stress more specifically, but in reality, any type of increased pressure within your life, whether you have 8 million plates that you're spinning, right? And you're like, ah, something's got to give. I have no time. I have no um, energy. I have no resources. Like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. That would be um, more chronic stress if that's happening all of the time for years. Uh, that's one type of stress, but then there certainly is like a life situation or, you know, a, 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 a more, you know, a change in your schedule that's not a long-term chronic stress, but it still is a short-term acute stress. Both of those things impact your nervous system. And what they do is they take you out of rest and digest phase where your blood is moving through your body and you're breathing deeply and you're just kind of enjoying the moment into fight or flight mode. And when your body is in fight or flight mode, your blood goes from your organs in and out of your brain into your limbs. And you're not thinking as clearly, your breath is more shallow, you're not digesting food correctly, and you're in more of a multitasking surface thinking zone. And what happens when we're at this chronic stress or even acute stress for even a couple days, right, is that it doesn't take much for us to, quote, blow up, (laughs) to have a freak out. If we're living at a stress level of like an eight all of the time, where we never really feel quite calm, we never really feel... um, settled, we're just in kind of panic mode all the time. If you're living at an eight, then it doesn't take much for you to get to a 10, right? So an example of this is when my sister comes, she brings her three kids. And so we've got five kids running around. And if we don't want them to play electronics all day, then we have to understand that that means it's going to be loud and obnoxious all day, (laughs) right? We kick them outside, but they're coming in and going in and out and it's just loud. And nobody is even necessarily doing anything bad. They're just 
loud. And so I found myself in that more loud, chaotic environment, feeling my stress rise. And when you're in that stress, like when you're when it's risen, then someone could slam the door or someone could be arguing or somebody could, you know, drop their plate of food and it spill all over the floor. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, what am I doing? The world's ending and everybody get out of here like you're freaking out. You're yelling, you're mad, you're angry, etc. The other thing that happens when we're in this fight or flight mode is that we want to quickly turn our brains off and just rest. And so how do we do that? Oftentimes through alcohol, drinking, we're like, oh my gosh, I need wine at noon, right? Just get me out of the crisis. And we shut our minds off by um, potentially adding negative substances to our body, which then is not helping our bodies go back into rest or digest. No, we're keeping ourselves in fight or flight. We're raising our cortisol levels, uh, which again, domino effects into eating poorly, making poor choices because we just want to be soothed. So stress is a trigger for self-sabotage because when we are living in fight or flight, we are not making long-term decisions. We are trying to Fix it right now by getting our stress level down or self-soothing through alcohol, through food, through impulsivity versus not being in that stressful situation to begin with, right? Okay, so we're going to talk about how to overcome this, but just for now, recognize your current stress level. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being like I'm about to blow up, I'm a volcano, like erupting, <laughs> yelling, mad, angry, like like just frustrated, uh, that would be a 10. And if you're on a ve- on the verge of that consistently, then I would say you're probably at an 8 or a 9 because it doesn't take much for you to blow. And we'll, we'll again talk about how to decrease stress here in a minute. Um, but just recognize where you currently are and understand that that level of stress within your body is impacting your ability to think clearly, make long-term decisions, and it's increasing the the tendency to self-sabotage by going for the easy way out. The second emotion that impacts our self-sabotage is boredom or loneliness. Boredom or loneliness. Now, especially coming out of quarantine, things are starting to get back on our calendars, but maybe you're not as social as you used to be or the community has shifted and changed. There's probably a lot more people out there who are at home, maybe working from home, um, you know, doing mostly things from home, (laughs) shopping from home. We don't even have to go to the grocery store anymore. And so with that more alone time can come a bit more boredom and a bit more loneliness. And so how does this impact our self-sabotage? Well, when we are feeling bored, we can more easily shift from a growth mindset to a fixed mindset. So what do I mean by this? In the book by Carol Dweck called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, she talks a lot about growth and fixed mindsets. You can also say abundant mindset um, and victim mindset. The fixed mindset is somebody who says, Basically, there's no way around it. Like, I give up. I don't want to be challenged. I'm bored. Nothing's working. I give up. I'm not good at it. I don't know how to do it. Uh, I, I, You know, you're just like, eh, 
<laughs> if you think of somebody who's bored and lonely, I, I, I imagine that type of mindset. Just, eh, nothing's good. Everything stinks. I guess I'll go eat worms, kind of. You know, there's no, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can change. This is hard. This is no fun. Um, life's difficult and it's out to get me and there's nothing I can do about it. So I'm just going to sit here and be mad and bored and walk, you know, pace around my house. (laughs) That's what I think of when I think of like bored and lonely. I think of this fixed mindset. What a fixed mindset leads to is giving up easily. It um, is often feeling, you feel threatened by other success. So you look at others and judge yourself, compare yourself to them and feel like you're not worthy. Uh, You're not good enough. Um, Often you avoid challenges. Uh, Effort is fruitless, uh, meaning like you don't try that hard because you feel like it's not going to matter anyway. Um, Ignore feedback and and really just feeling like spinning our wheels because you don't even really understand that trying is going to help. You know, it's like I give up already before I even get started. And oftentimes this mix, this fixed mindset has this like who cares whatever attitude not in a good way because sometimes you can say who cares what do you think I'm going for it but no 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 a fixed mindset is like it doesn't matter anyway who cares I give up that type of attitude and boredom is an emotion that can lead to a fixed mindset okay the opposite of a fixed or victim mindset is growth or abundant mindset and the growth or abundant mindset is somebody who feels Uh, a bit more uh, impassioned, on fire. They are excited. They're living in the zone. They're doing things that interest them. And so even if they have a roadblock, they don't give up. They actually look at as an opportunity to grow. How can I learn? Um, Challenges help help me grow. My effort and attitude determine my abilities. Feedback is constructive. I like to try new things. I'm inspired by the success of others. I see others doing something excellent and I want to aspire, aspire to be like them. I believe it's possible to be like them. Anything I want to do or be is learnable. It is not set by my past. It is not set by my DNA. It is not set by anything outside of me. Everything I want to do is possible because anything can and will be learned. A growth mindset is freedom. It perseveres in the face of failures. Uh, Effort is required to build new skills so they know that I'm going to try and I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow. But because they're working on things that impassion them, they're excited about it. You You know what I mean? When you're doing work that you believe is is going to impact the world around you in a positive way. It utilizes your gifts and skills. You are like, you're on a mission. You know, you're on a mission. So when you have that, challenges come, but you you accept them and you say, all right, let's learn from them. Let's go forward from them because you're excited about where you're going. A growth mindset has this hope for the future that keeps that internal fire lit. Whereas a fixed mindset is already given up. And what I have found is when we have chronic stress that leads to fight or flight mode or boredom, loneliness that leads to the fixed mindset of of hopelessness and, um, you know, frustration, there's a few things that we can do to override this. And they're actually the same. So when you're feeling stressed, 
and or bored. Maybe at the same time. I don't know. Oftentimes these are two different situations, but they lead to the same self-sabotaging end where we just say, screw it all. I'm done. I give up. Who cares? Um, What we want to do instead is we want to get ourselves out of the freak out, the drama, and we want to get back into the world of dreams. It's kind of like saying, I want to get out of my head and into my heart. And so a few things that I ask you to do is write down things that bring you joy. Really, it seems simple, but oftentimes when we're in this emotional state, we don't do them. So instead of feeling bored and immediately going to make cookies, uh, because that, you know, is something to do when you're bored, go for a walk, drink some water, watch a movie, um, you know, go for a bike ride with your family. Instead of immediately kind of freaking out and blowing up, Go for a bike ride. Go for a walk. Get outside. Get your body moving. Um, See if you can go to a park. Maybe take your dog to a dog park. The idea is to get out of our head and out of our situation and into movement where our, our thoughts can get like unlodged from that stinking thinking thought trap and into a new space. So what's cool about this is you can do it in the moment, of course, in the day of boredom or in that day of stress. You can say, all right, we're out of here. Let's go to the park. Let's go play. Let's go run around. Let's go to the track and everybody, you know, play around and play football, whatever it is. But what I absolutely recommend is actually adding these things that bring you joy into your schedule on a consistent basis. Because the idea is we don't want to ever get to that breaking point with stress. We don't want to ever be so stressed that we're freaking out super easily. We don't ever want to be so bored that we give up hope and are living in a fixed mindset. No, we want to stop it before it even gets there. And so writing down a list of things that bring you joy, whether it's playing cards, playing dominoes, playing games, watching movies, journaling, reading, baking, um, exercise, movement, joining a class, running a race, you know, whatever it is. What I challenge you to do is write it all down and then put things in your calendar on a consistent basis. When you're doing things that bring you joy and decrease stress and give you purpose on a more consistent basis, you are going to be less stressed and you are going to be less bored. And the idea here is that we are choosing to live in the world of dreams on a more consistent basis. Will life happen? Yes. Will you have stress in your life? Certainly. Will there be times of boredom and loneliness? Absolutely. It's part of being human, but we don't need to live there on a consistent basis. We want to retrain our brain to live in the world of dreams, to live in the world of rest and digest, to live in the world of growth mindset more consistently than the others. And so if you find yourself feeling bored, if you find yourself feeling increased stress, go back to your list and do something. Do something about it. You know what is actually really helpful to get out of our own heads and out of our own way is to volunteer. Again, and this helps with depression and anxiety even, is to get out of our own space and go serve someone else. And one thing we've been doing here in our home is we have been volunteering with our breeder. Um, we got a, a quarantine dog, you know, we're like, well, we're going to be home for a while. Might as well get a puppy. <laughs> so we bought Charlie and then we ended up volunteering with the breeder 
um, because she lives close by. And I, I said, hey, we need more activities to do during homeschooling. So let's see who we can serve. And so we go there once a month and we clean out the barn. And of course, we get to see cute puppies. So it really is like a benefit to us as well. Um, but it's teaching my boys consistent work for others you know it's getting them in a brain space where they're like oh we can serve others it's not just about us and so what's really cool is my son is in second grade and they volunteered at a local community um, food bank for their class and he thought about the idea that we could come here more consistently as well because we go to the breeder once a month he came home and he said mom i want to volunteer at the community food bank once a month too now i have to say he never ever would have thought to do it consistently if we had not already been doing serving consistently. So I called the food bank and I scheduled a time for us and the two boys and myself went after school one day and we volunteered at the food bank and he was so stinking proud. Uh, We took pictures and sent them to his teacher and said, look, we're back. Eli loves it so much. Um, And we're going back again. And so now we're volunteering at the breeder once a month and the food bank once a month. And what I love about adding this more consistently into our calendars is that it gives us a consistent space to get out of our own world in serving someone else into someone else's world for a season. And you guys, that's what this is about. It's about really creating a schedule that helps us to get better. It's creating habits, consistent habits that are taking us in the direction that we want to go. And so you can identify the stress coming on and do something about it. You can also identify the boredom coming on and do something about it. But long term, I would recommend to add these things that bring you joy, that keep you in community, that bring, that get you out of your yourself, right? Into your calendar on a more consistent basis. The foundation of boredom, stress, loneliness, like the thing that, that I would say the opposite of it is fun and community. And so we get to create that ourselves. It doesn't happen on an accident. But it does happen on purpose. And so what can you do to add more fun and to create more community within your life today? Self-sabotage is actively doing something that is not helping you reach your goals. We work out in the morning and then, you know, eat pizza for dinner. We say that we're going to save money and pay off debt, but then we go buy this new X, Y, and Z thing that just came out, right? We are contradicting ourselves all of the time. And when we're emotionally heightened, we are more apt to do what's easy than to do um, the hard thing, which is oftentimes delaying self-gratification and looking for making decisions that help us in the long run instead. So the first thing, identify your emotions. The second thing, capture it, right, and do something different. The third thing is add those fun and community building activities into your schedule on a consistent and daily basis so you stay in growth mindset and you stay in rest and digest mode. So I want to hear from you. I hope that this was helpful. I am running a few programs right now that I would love to invite you into. One is called 90 Day U-Turn. 90 Day U-Turn is my loving kick in the right direction. It is a 12-week program that helps you to gain clarity on what it is you want next and take steps towards it. We 
uh, I have a habit tracker and everybody does focused daily challenges with creating new habits. We do weekly connection time. Uh, it's just a really powerful, fun community. And those who are within it are experiencing great results, not only within themselves, gaining confidence and and clarity, but actually in their outside world, getting jobs, getting raises, um, experiencing like shifts in their family that they didn't expect because of the inside work that they're doing. The next thing that I'm working on, which is super fun, is called dream business. Because what I have found is when people are like, okay, I know that what I'm doing at my J-O-B is not bringing me joy. I want to do something that actually serves the world and it works within my strengths. And I may need to build my own business. I help people do that as well. So I am an online business coach and I help people build and build, launch, and scale their online businesses and that is called dream business and so in dream business I give you all the things I wish I had when I was growing my online business including one-on-one coaching group community community and group work and training so you're going to learn the steps for how to actually take your dream and turn it into reality and I call that the dream business pathway and then last but not least you guys we've got tons of retreats happening this year I'm so stinking excited to get back in community with you by planning dream life adventures the next one is full but it's in May and this is going to be in Gatlinburg Tennessee be like tuned to my Facebook Instagram TikTok for fun videos that we're going to create on these events and then we also have one coming up in October in Destin Florida I will be launching that or opening the cart to that in March so stay tuned over the next few weeks if you are ready to get out of your house and into a super fun community um, full of like-minded growth focused men and women who are ready to level up and break through their own personal glass ceiling and live a life of their dreams then you need to come to a dream life adventure Um, we do a lot of fun stuff and if you want more information on that you can go to dreamliferetreat.com all the websites for 90 day you turn dream business and Dream Life Adventures will be in the show notes below. If you are interested in any of those things, reach out to me. I would love to chat with you and see which one would best fit you. Um, But with that being said, you guys, we are, are created for such a time as this. And I do believe that we all are here for a reason. It's our job to figure out that reason, discover that reason, uh, and then make choices every day that align with that reason. And when you do, my friends, you are going to experience magic and miracles in your life. The how is going to show up and your job is to continue to keep saying yes to it. Have an amazing afternoon and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.